How do you communicate when you are under pressure? It is obvious that many business leaders feel stressed during crisis. Also, the actual pandemic, which could harm the business, can be stressful. And the fraud case often ends in corporate crisis, as we can witness reading the daily news. I'm sure this isn't something you want to have on your bucket list. In this episode, we talk about the different aspects of communicating during crisis. Good to have you here. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. You might be an integrity enthusiast, a business leader, a corporate integrity council, or on your way there. I'm your mentor when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and the Corporate Integrity Academy, with the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation, and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters. And before I start with this new topic, I would like to reach out and thank you for the very supporting comments I have received over the last weeks. It is amazing to see how many people listen to the episodes. So thank you very, very much. I'm looking forward to sharing more thoughts with you on this channel and hope you enjoy this also in the future episodes. And now let's dive into the question of how communication supports during crisis, also during crisis based on fraud and non-compliance. What I observe is that there are too many excuses out there why communication in times of crisis does not get enough focus. With the right tools and the location of resources, communication is one of the key success drivers, if not the key success driver. And how do you manage the importance of communications in difficult times within your roles and responsibilities? That's the question. With your experience of a business leader, I'm convinced that you have a lot of examples where you can spot on bad, okay, or great communication. The great ones are the ones which support your goal of how the messages is going to be taken up from the stakeholders and the shareholders. The bad one and the okay ones rather not. And these are going to harm your business. As also the other topics related to fraud, non-compliance and misbehavior, also communication is not something discussed during network events. It's just not a topic you want to mention. That is also the reason why small peer groups are so helpful for sharing thoughts and experiences. So thank you, Thomas, to, that you brought that topic up and we discuss it right now here in the podcast. Based on your initiative and openness, a great discussion was possible during the last leadership circle we had in a small group of us. So board C-level management. When I often mention that we are all role models when it comes to behavior, 
We are role models too when it comes to communication. No matter whether you are having a role as a board member or a manager, we cannot not communicate, as per Mr. Václavik. Just as an indication based on experience. Often the miscommunication is impacting the loss based on fraud cases or non-compliance cases much higher than the misbehavior itself. So you already have a loss, but by the miscommunication, you are going to increase that significantly. You know the experiment where one person starts with a sentence and whispers into the neighbor's ear and the neighbor passes on what, I, what he or she has heard until this has passed through the circle of participants. I think you also played it at school. What comes out? Anything other than what you have originally said. And what do we learn from it? I have the answer for me, but I would be interested to know what your opinion is at the end of that podcast. So the myth number one I hear when it comes to crisis communication is that it cannot be practiced enough. But to be honest, is that true? So let us focus on the different parts to get the answer for us. First question would be, what happens with the leadership skills in crisis? Crisis management and crisis communication in the cases of economic crime, white-collar crime, non-compliance place additional demands on the responsibles. So, responsibles are, for example, the crisis managers or just the managers, the communication officers and the investigators. It is not uncommon that the leadership qualities available in the company are not fully utilized in crisis. As these are not known in advance, for example, they cannot be recognized in time, because everybody is under pressure, in the event of an incident. People react differently to crisis. The question, do you know how you, your superior and your team react in crisis? It could be that you have had the chance to experience it already but maybe also not. The fact is that in times of a threat, resources of varying usefulness are released and sometimes you don't even know from what person. Experience has shown that the hierarchical constellations within a company do not necessarily represent and correspond to the leadership qualities during a crisis. So a good leader or a great leader in good times doesn't mean that you are also a great leader in bad times. So be careful. It does not mean that the CEO is always the best crisis manager. Not at all. There might be another hidden champion in such a situation in your organization. The ability to keep a clear head in incidents that lead to crisis and to maintain the full capacity to act is an essential strategic advantage in crisis management. So we have to watch out for that. This ability must be identified primarily to be able to fall back on it in an emergency. But if we don't know about that, it's going to be quite difficult. In such situations, leadership qualities have a significant influence on the efficiency of a crisis management and of course also on the loss you are going to um, to have during such a situation. Crisis managers are in conflict between the crisis and the expectations of stakeholders, always. 
Not infrequently, they are also under public observation and also that puts pressure on them. The next part I would like to focus on is the daily business life versus theory in the event of an incident based on misbehavior. An international investigation can be used as an example. During a month-long examination on site at the premises of the object of investigation, more people of the investigated object were taken off sick every day. The event, although it did not attract media attention, led to strong stress reactions among high-ranking employees. An abstraction between a life-threatening attack and an organizational crisis, in this example, in the form of an investigation of the facts of this case, could no longer be made by someone indirectly affected persons. It was more astonishing for those in charge of the company that the management assistant was able to, to rise above herself and activate previously unknown resources. Over a period of several months and until the conclusion of this investigation, she was internally the one who supported the team to such an extent that after years, people still speak of this ability to keep a clear head over a long period of time in exceptional cases. She was the crisis manager, keeping things together and released a lot of pressure from the other team member and especially also from the managers. So it doesn't mean that the CEO is going to be the best crisis manager. So coming to the next part would be how we communicate. For me, it is clear with integrity. It always has to be with integrity. But what about the organizations and the responsibles? The reasons for the increasing demand for effective crisis communication and successful crisis management are complex. They can be attributed to the increase, increased sense of values of those in positions with responsibility, their reputation at stake, digitization and, consequently, increased digital activity by stakeholders and the increased scope of crisis. Crises are noticed by the media. Often, they are even shaped by them. So we have to be careful. Sometimes, it's really going to harm the company in addition. The current events today, in the month of May, in the year 2021, shows this quite clearly. As a result, there is a strong temptation to view crisis management as a short-term process and the tasks of the crisis manager is a secondary occupation. What the public sees, however, is a small sample of, of effective crisis management. It's really only the small part they can see. Crisis management is an ongoing, continuous process that aims to reduce the probability of occurrence and prepare the organization for crisis. So it's not only in the case of an incident. So communication can also be used preventively. Crisis management is going to be a safeguard, and thus prevention against the negative consequences of a crisis. Every fact-finding exercise carries aspects of a crisis within itself. Be it the internal investigation, which is carried out on behalf of the company. This can be carried out with help of external specialists or by internal experts only. Or the external investigation, which is commissioned by the company, but 
by the investigation authority, often the regulator. If we look at the different phases of an event or an incident based on its life cycle on a macro level, these phases are existing in terms of crisis communication over the entire duration. So the various communication elements and associated tasks along the life cycle vary depending on the phase and the underlying characteristics of an organization or company. Keep in mind, the different stages during a life cycle of fraud are the prevention, the detection, the response, and then it starts again. Prevention, detection, response. And what I, what I always tell my students when we are in workshops, often prevention starts after response, reaction, and not before. Before we have all the excuses why fraud only harms the others. And that's the reason. The communication, regardless of whether it's evaluated as good or bad, starts already in the stage of prevention is led to reaction via detection and ends with the so-called remediation. The life cycle of fraudulent behavior or non-compliance can be perceived as one of the elements of many existing communication concepts and crisis management programs, as this is a specific group of crises that requires additional attention. So, fraud cases often need a very strong crisis management and crisis communication, if not always. So outlining the main aspects of practical crisis communication. I would like to mention three, which are also in the event of fraudulent behavior, cyber attacks, economic crimes and non-compliance. So these threes are response, strategy and content. Response, strategy and content. Let's start with response. First is speed. The speed in communication does not have to mean speed in handling the crisis, not at all, but speed in communication. How fast are we? How agile, agile are we? Then the consistency. So the coordination of statements. How consistent are these statements? It's quite critical and important. And the openness. Openness means what's about the media availability we have? What is our willingness to disclose information and our honesty? What's about the transparency? So that's part of the response um, of response and needs to be discussed in a strategic way. The second one is strategy. Strategy includes the goal. What do you or what does your organization want to achieve with the communication? Is that clear to everybody? Do we agree on that? On that? Are we aligned? And the target group. Who are we going to address with our communication? The third pillar is content. So we need to have the instructions for our own safety safety of our organization, the safety of our team members, the safety of our crew. And the content always includes the what, the when, the where, the why and the how. So again, we have these three parts, response, strategy and content. 
If you have these three parts in mind, then you know what you have to talk about and what you have to set up to make sure that you have at least a framework of a successful crisis communication. The other factors such as timing, means and channels are derived from this and are following. Individual, as every crisis, regardless of whether it is a foreseeable event or a so-called black swan, it requires a corresponding allocation of resources. Please do not, please make sure that you are having enough resources there. It's going to be key. If you start with setting up such an organization when the incident already happened, it is another factor of pressure, so it's too late already. If you then start with crisis communication, not having anything in place before, I think it's, it's going to kill your resources you are going to have. Therefore, try to have the right people already in place before you need it. Make sure that they know what they have to do it. Coming to the final tip, as and as a take-home assignment of this episode, I would like you to ask you two questions. With the experience of the past months, can you identify a manager which is supporting, which is having a supporting communication style in times of crisis? Maybe there are many, many of them. Maybe you can't identify one. Can you see a pattern for yourself and your communication behavior during crisis? Or if you already have experience in that during fraud-based incidents? Take these insights seriously and prepare yourself accordingly. Whatever your answer is on these two questions, I'm sure the next opportunity will come when communication skills will be subjected to further testing. So it was not the last crisis we had over the last months or years, so the next one is coming too. And as an expert in incident management in the areas of governance, non-compliance and white-collar crime, it is part of our daily routine to identify, analyze and build on the different patterns for optimal preparation in the next case. And that's also what you can do. So I would like to come back to the myth number one, crisis communication cannot be practiced enough. In my opinion, there are enough big and small events to practice, even in a protected practical setting. So how do you foster yourself and your team to do so as a preparation for the next corporate crisis? Where are your heroes regarding crisis communication within your organization? Do you have any of them? Or do you think there are going to, going to be some of them? What is your own communication pattern in crisis? These are the two take-home assignment questions. And it would be great if you are also going to share that with your team and see what the answers are, because the perspectives are different. And this was episode number nine of The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the belief, corporate integrity secures and empowers individuals and organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information 
and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. That's it from my side. I thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernimon and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.